welcome to the Grit and Grace podcast. I'm so glad you're here listening today. I pray this episode finds you well and blessed in the Lord. Today, I have a new guest for you who has a truly engaging story to share. Her name is Elle McBride, and she is a uh, Christian trauma-informed specialist. She's an industry leader in trauma-informed care and self-belief building. She shares her expertise through coaching, speaking engagements, writing, and podcasts. You can find um, out more on her website, lloisemcbride.com. She has a Facebook. Uh, Her Facebook is facebook.com forward slash Ellen, I'm sorry, L. McBride Official. Yeah, L. McBride Official. And her Instagram is L. Louise McBride, and she's also on YouTube, L. Louise McBride. So, um, and we'll mention some more of these sites and stuff as uh, and how to get a hold of her as we near the end of the broadcast. But L has in, uh, empowered countless individual, individuals, excuse me, to overcome self-doubt, manage stress, and uh, carve out their own p- paths to healing and personal growth. She's here today to tell us a little bit about that and how she does that and to tell us some of her inspiring story. Elle, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. I'm so thrilled and hello to all the listeners. Awesome. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, so hi everybody. I'm Elle. I'm from Australia, uh, specifically the Gold Coast in Queensland, and I am a proud dog mum. I am a Chihuahua mum uh, to a two and a half year old called Jaira, who is, um, yeah, just the my best friend. We live by the beach, and yeah, Australian living is pretty wonderful. I won't lie. <laughs> oh, I imagine. I mean, I was just sitting there daydreaming as you were explaining yeah. it. <laughs> I know my husband and I have always wanted to go visit there for some reason. And um, so that's kind of, well, it's our bucket list. So, Mm. (laughs) but that sounds amazing. I can't imagine. Um, So uh, tell us a little bit more about what you do uh, a a little, a little further in. We'll tell, you know, get into more of your story and what inspires you, uh, what you do, but what, what exactly is a trauma informed specialist? Yeah, so I have been working with um, a bunch of different holistic modalities for a long time, which has led me through a lot of different studies. Um, I'm most uh, commonly known for a modality called the havening techniques. And the havening techniques is um, it's a revolutionarily new psychosensory therapy. So similar to if you've heard of EFT or EMDR, um, but it's it's very heavily based in neuroscience, which I love, and it's a neutral technique. So it's it's not based on any religious beliefs or thought patterns. So it's a it's a, a beautiful way to just re-regulate the the nervous system as well as change the the way that we perceive uh, different threats. So it is a hands-on technique, um, which I, if I'm one-on-one with a client, I can facilitate the touch of the client, can facilitate the touch of themselves. So I work with people all over the world. And it's very similar to if a child was to um, fall over and hurt themselves they would run up to their caretaker and their caretaker would would hold them in their arms and kind of just stroke down their down their arm or maybe wipe away their tears and and stroke across their face and uh, we know that that through this sensory touch this import that it it alters our mood and our behavior 
And so in most cases when working with a client, if they have gone through a, um, a, a past trauma or they're really having difficulty navigating through emotions, um, I use this alongside um Bethel Sozo ministry and um, a bunch of other other modalities that have really supported. But this is my most commonly known one. It's been developed over the last two decades and created by Harvard-trained medical doctor Ronald Rudin. And so it's held as a, as a really remarkable breakthrough in the industry. But for myself, I I found it because I was in a in a very hard place. I was struggling with PTSD for six years, and I know that the Lord really led me um, to this modality. It's now, um, you know, shifted in its own ways with my own experiences over the last seven years, and so um, I've really created essentially my my own um, way through that as well. Um, but it is a truly wonderful modality that we can all do in the comfort of our own home. You know, self self facilitated touch. It's like giving yourself a nice cuddle, but stroking down your arms at the same time, which is producing a large amount of delta waves. And delta waves are our slowest brain wave. Um, and because so many of us don't sleep very well, and we're not really getting that that. Um, that deep regulation of, of our of our biochemistry. So yes, it's a um, it's a wonderful way that I get to help people. Um, I get to help myself in moments where I need it alongside uh, just the, those standard practices that we've got. Yeah, I found, um, excuse me, I find that um, interesting. I was reading a little about it, and uh, so as far as um, uh emdr or is it, yeah emdr um i i, I underwent that and uh, found it very helpful but i just couldn't understand my mind couldn't grasp why it worked so well mm -hmm. i mean you as he's talking to you uh you you know you, the little buzzers you're holding for those who aren't aware of it you're holding little buzzers and they don't shock you or anything it just it's just a a vibration but mm -hmm. there's there's something about the touch that I, I couldn't make the connection of why that why something so simple was was so effective. It's not very high tech, but you know, yeah, but, yeah. Right. Well, what what makes havening? Um, but, you know, a, a lot of these modalities like EFT and MDR, um, the the science isn't there to necessarily back it up, which is why a lot of people think, oh, it's a placebo or. Um, you know, anything that uses those those eye movements or, or tapping in, in various um, yes. um, parts of the body. And they are wonderful modalities, but um, because the, the science is is quite lacking, that's why Dr. Um, Ronald Rudin has been really uh, deep diving into the, the neuroscience about how traumas are encoded in the brain and how touch can really impact this. So, uh, Dr. Rudin discovered that there's certain responses primarily in the area of the brain called the limbic system and the amygdala. And so there's a there's a small set of, of tiny neurons at the center. And when our survival is threatened, the amygdala takes over. The amygdala is like the emotional alarm system in the brain. Oh. It's the, the, the part that is set to keep us alive. And right. so... 
when this gets triggered, you know, we, we have our fight, flight, freeze or fawn response. And so what the, the touch actually do, uh, what the touch actually does is with these emperor receptors that are sent off on our, our amygdala that have become acutely aware of um, these, you know, our surroundings, the smells, the sounds, and it's, it, it creates a memory and mm. um, the delta waves actually um, go in and release a, a chemical called calcium neuron phosphate and this removes those amper receptors and essentially um, like dissolves them so after a, a session of havening whether it's 15 minutes or, or two hours you know every client is is so different the individual can then recall the event happening but no longer have the emotional or psychological reaction to it right right well that was a very good explanation so and and you can and you said this is self-facilitated Yes, yes. So um, I work with clients all over the world. And and even after my first session of havening, I had walked myself, you know, to the, I, I was visiting the Gold Coast at the time, I, I walked the, the, the beach, and I thought, well, what the facilitator did wasn't too hard. And I wouldn't necessarily recommend this to people. But I, um, I just started to use self havening for, for months until I could see that that practitioner again. Huh? Well, that's, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I can see the benefit in that, definitely. Um, and you see a lot of people um, that you interact with that are helped by this. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we're self-soothing all the time, you know, whether or not it's a, a child that sucks its thumb, whether or not it's somebody that sits and sways side to side, um, somebody that that taps on their knee or or shakes their their leg, you know, we're, we're designed to self self-soothe and self-regulate that's how that's you know how god got created us um we're also designed to be in community but you know even post-pandemic and and pre-pandemic you know touch has yes. become something that we 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 don't engage in um and right. so you know, we we're not getting the amount of hugs that we should we're not getting the amount of support you know it's a um yeah. No, yeah, I was, I, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Uh, we don't touch each other enough. And, yeah. um, and you can tell by the way that we, uh, the, the way we feel and the way that we act in our mindset, uh, mm -hmm. I think is all affected by that. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I think about, this may sound silly, but I think about how good it feels like when my husband brushes my hair, like mm -hmm. if, if I get upset, sometimes he'll, um, come and he'll just brush my hair because it feels yeah. it feels real tingly you know it's a it's a it's a soothing though it's a soothing and I can see how um how that would help like you said create form formulate new memories associated with with the event by touching that's that's really cool that's really cool um yeah. so you got into it though because you underwent it yourself you said for about six years due to PTSD and you and you found that very helpful yeah, well, I found it helpful after one session. So uh -huh. a, a little bit about my story. I was born into a grieving family. My parents had lost a child just one year prior to my birth. And I believed for a long time that I shouldn't have been here, that I um, that you know, I was living in the shadows of, of my brother who had passed over. And it, it, it took me a long time and um, a lot of I was very depressed throughout my teenage years and um 
and it was a it was a really hard hard start um as as you can imagine and so at 23 and I'm I'm trying to cut this story short but at, at 23 in 2013 I was in Hawaii and um, beautiful place and I had a life-altering experience when I found myself drowning in the the waters of Waimea Bay and in this moment of crisis I was coming up for a gasp of air and then straight under the the water and I um I just started to pray and I wasn't raised in a Christian or Catholic home I had been to Catholic high school I, I knew who God was because I knew that my brother was in heaven I'd lost my my best friend uh, to her mental health journey she passed by suicide at, at 19 years old and so I knew where I was going I knew where heaven was but I didn't have a relationship with with God or Jesus. And so I just started praying to God to, to just look after my mum. I knew that my life was was ending in this moment, but I just asked that he would take care of my mum. And I was praying and I see the pearly gates and they start to open and this this face, this this man appears. And I knew this man to be God. I just, you know, that that feeling you just know. And he says to me that my life has purpose, my life has meaning, and it's not my time to go. And in that moment, I received that that message and my arm was pulled up out of the water. And I was on the shore. I didn't need resuscitation. I was able to breathe. Um, and it was a really significant encounter that I I think after an experience like that, you either go one way or the other and mm. you have this, this beautiful reflection of, wow, like everything's okay and and I'm alive. Or you go the other way where it just becomes a lot harder, a lot more questions that where you ask yourself and and essentially a little bit more pain. So I unfortunately took the letter and um and life got a lot a lot more difficult after that. I ended up in Vegas about a month after this this drowning experience where I was um in a big hotel and there was a big spa bath and and a friend and I were traveling together at the time. So we were having a bath and a glass of champagne and celebrating our arrival in Vegas. And I think it was the confined space of the, the bath and the water where I was, was subconsciously triggered and I had a panic attack. And in this panic attack, um, I had a lot of suppressed memories uh, come up where I had completely disassociated for the majority of my life. And I couldn't figure out if these memories were real, if they weren't real, if they were true, if they involved this person or that person. And it brought up a lot of confusion. And for the next five years, I would find myself really struggling with complex memories, um, panic attacks, just this, this inability to, um, to function in a lot, of, a lot of ways. I ended up in a really unhealthy narcissistic relationship and it just got to the point where you know I, I I knew I had had this encounter with God I knew that my life had purpose and meaning but there were just so many days where it didn't feel like that mm. and so I had um 
I had been living in a few different areas of Australia and I didn't know where I should go or what I should do. Should, should I turn left? Should I turn right? Should I, you know, just just stay here? And um, I've been to a, a festival here in Australia called Burning Seed, and it's very similar to the one that's in the US called Burning Man. And I, I had been to this festival and had a, a really lovely in, encounter, not like my, my near-death experience, but probably the next thing uh, closest to that. And so I thought, okay, maybe if I can go on a bit of a trip, I can go to Queensland, maybe I want to go back there. I can go to Victoria, maybe I want to live back there. And then I'll go to this festival and and God can talk to me again. I can have an encounter and he'll tell me what to do. And um, in saying that, though, a part that I'm missing out is I had had um, a lot of recreational use with with drugs at this stage. It was the thing that would support me. So in my mind, I thought that if I went to this festival and got high as a kite, that then God would visit me. Right. And right. so I I end up in, in Queensland. I'm, I'm visiting here. And again, I was going to go from Queensland to Melbourne to this festival. And I'm a couple of days in on my trip on the Gold Coast and I get an email telling me that the festival had been cancelled. And I thought, there goes all my hope. That was that was where my answers were going to come. And I just I just remember thinking, God, why, 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 why? And um, that night, I just ended up in a bit of a, a curl up on the, the floor. I was crying. I was just devastated. And so, after that, I. The next day I stumble into a coffee shop and I meet a, a, a lady named Karen and we get talking and she tells me that she'd just been over in the UK and she'd studied in this modality called havening techniques. And I've got to tell you, I tried everything at that point. I had tried all the different modalities. I tried all the different te- techniques. I tried the counselling. I tried so many different things and... I was at the point where I would have gone to a festival and taken as many drugs as I needed to, to try and find some peace. Right. And here I was, you know, with this lady and the next day we had our session and and I went into this session and, and I sat down in the chair and she said, so why are we here? And all I said was three words. I said, when I was, and I just started to tear up. I was was sweaty. There was snot. It was all going on. And essentially I worked on the memories that had been suppressed and had come up in, in Vegas. And about 15 minutes after this session, well, after this, during the session, it went a lot longer, but about 15 minutes into the session, just this sense of peace had come over me like I had never felt before. I was able to look at this memory and and recognise that, yes, that had happened, but it felt more like a movie. It, it didn't feel like mine. And although the, the memory hasn't, hasn't gone, it still feels like that to this day. And so I continued to use this modality on myself and when things would come up, when I would get triggered, when I would have anxiety, 
when I would, would sit in worry, I would just gently stroke my arms and tell myself the ABC or count to 20, some very simple distractions, and it would it would ease. And I re-regulated the way that my amygdala would respond to, to stresses. And so after this, this trip, I'd gone to Melbourne. The festival wasn't happening. I, I went back. I was living in my hometown and I um I was in this relationship, which I then ended up leaving. And within three weeks I'd moved and I decided to move to Queensland. And I'd met back up with Karen Hedges, who had introduced me to Havening. And she told me that the trainers were coming over for the first Havening training and she thought that I should do it. And I just laughed. Mm. I just laughed. But I need the practitioner. I cannot become the practitioner. <laughs> and <laughs> and she, you know, spoke some encouraging words into me and I ended up at this training um, and now I'm the leading practitioner here in Australia and globally recognised for it. And I know that that God has just been been involved in it in every way. Um, you know, even, you know, I, I, I had, I was sharing my testimony just the other day with somebody and they said, well, you know, with about the festival that it was cancelled and just the reflection that, you know, he will go after the one and, um, yes. and to think that he cancelled a whole festival just so I, I, I wouldn't lean upon him in that aspect. And I know that he showed up through through Havening. It is a hands-on um, modality. It's not attached to any any beliefs. That's not energy work. It's it's not based on any form of spirituality. It's heavily based in neuroscience. And um yeah, I just I I absolutely love the work that I get to do, how I get to bring prayer into it, forgiveness. It's a I know that with with deliverance, you know, I've had a lot of deliverance as well, and I'm I'm very, um, very much a, an ambassador for for that. And I think that we all need to find different things that work for us. But what I've loved so much about my own experiences, and therefore the, the and the thousands of people that I get to work with annually, is that the work that can happen through these modalities that it, it works on the body. Yeah, as you said before, you know, the 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 body keeps the score. Mm. And so um we we really can can set ourselves um you know to to find this this sense of, of freedom within um due to these past memories, these these struggles that happen. Havening works with um you know on three different main components, so emotional disturbances and encoded um, psychological trauma. It can also be used for wellness and stress management as well as peak performance. And then it's a self-help tool as well. So it's not just for trauma, um, although we find that a lot of stress management or fear of performance um, comes down to past encoded experiences. So yeah, I've been able to use it in every area of my life. It it doesn't have any um, negative consequences. And right. Yeah, yeah, you can do no harm. You can do no harm. Wow, that's awesome. And what an awesome story. I like, you know, a part of the story that I like the most is the fact, even though, I mean, even though it 
it's generally not what we the way we would want it to go as far as the gap that you had between the time that God told you in the water that he he wanted to use you until until later when it finally came to fruition all the things that you had to go through in between are not the things that we like to go through but it just goes to show that when God says something he it's it's going to come to pass you know but it's it's in his time and it and looking back you know he uses those things to to get us to where we need to be when you know when we walk into that purpose when we finally do walk into that purpose and i think that's awesome i'm really um congratulations you know and i'm really for for being able to do what you do and 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 live what the life that you're living now i'm uh, very happy for you to have been able to overcome those things and you know your story is similar to uh, uh, to my own even though uh, from the uh onset you wouldn't think that we have a whole lot in common but I mean, we all, we started out with like a sense of rejection or an emptiness or some sort of wound, you know, in ourselves. And, and then we seek out a way to, you know, heal that ourselves, you know, and it's just a journey um, until God snatches us up and, you know, and thank God he does. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I noticed that you have um, some, free some free resources available on your website um that was eloisemcbride.com uh can you tell us a little bit more about those resources and how the listeners can reach out to you yeah so on my website i have a free pdf uh workbook that you can learn um to to utilize this self-havening in in your the comfort of your own home uh it's a step-by-step process and it's it's really wonderful as well as um a bunch of videos as well so you can come and and haven along um you know i would recommend like with the big stuff to uh, book a one-on-one session with myself or another trained practitioner and um, you know using your your discernment as to where you feel is is best for you and and they can also be booked on my website as well and you have a blog also right yeah I have a blog there's lots of different um um lots of different blogs on there it's I I often kind of have to give myself little nudges to to keep it regular but mm. you know really uh somebody that writes when when the lord tells me to write so right. i've gone through seasons where that's all i've done for three months <laughs> and then um, and, and then none at all for a while that, and that's how yeah. i am anyways yeah. and it's it's, yeah. hard, it's kind of hard to work that way so you got to really take advantage of the those busy seasons you know and store absolutely. stuff up. <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah yeah oh wow so, so yeah, there's lots, there's lots on my YouTube as well. And, you know, I just, I, I endeavor to, to make more my, my journey with the Lord in 2019, just, just briefly, I, I went to a Pentecostal church for the first time with my older brother who had found the, the Lord. And, um, and I remember I'd been to mass. I had, I had gone to a Catholic high school, but I had never seen a church like this and oh just the, <laughs> the joy. And I thought, what is this? And I knew that there was a girl on social media that I knew quite well that, you know, every Sunday would post a video and I kind of clicked that her church may be similar to my brother's. And so um, from, from that next weekend, when I got home, I've, I've been to church every, every weekend since. 
And it was during the pandemic that I was at church. We were very grateful that church was still in person here in Australia where I lived. And um, and I, I was at church and I was just in such a, a lost place and I was was crying at the front after after the service during prayer and um and I just had this image of of God appear and it was the same image of the purpose of my life had meaning and in that moment I recognized the face and I recognized the voice to be Jesus and that's when I knew that Jesus was Lord and I gave my my life to him and so yeah it's just so beautiful that he does pursue us um and and comes after us and yeah now I'm I'm so grateful to to be a daughter of the the highest and yeah to just allow this this work to um to be a way that we can you know connect with with our faith to connect with you know the godhead as well and um yeah when we're more regulated you know the holy spirit can become so much louder um yeah the the enemy you know doesn't oh. have a, a foot to stand on and right yeah 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 so you so you go to a pentecostal church yeah oh me yeah. too i do too yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay mm-hmm. okay uh yeah. well and I, I love that because um you know the holy spirit the it can is is so powerful but you know mm-hmm. he does lead us to other people or like like he connected you with the woman who does this technique um, you know, and, and connects us with, with, you know, things and people like that, that can help us along the way. And so I think that's, that's awesome that you point that out. And I like what you had to say about deliverance as well. Um, you had, you had a lot of, um, exciting, interesting things to tell me today. I very much enjoyed, enjoyed it. Um, is there anything else that I'm leaving out, Elle, that you'd like to share with the listeners before we wrap up? No, I think, yeah, I, I just, you know, it's just an encouraging word is like, yes, we, there is deliverance, there is prayer, you know, take it to the Lord. Um, but, you know, there are, with, with the, with evolution, you know, there, there are some new things out there. And, you know, for myself, I have that, especially, you know, the deeper that my, my faith has become and going, Lord, like, you know, I, I want to ensure safety all the time with my clients. I went during my season of healing, you know, I tried some modalities that that made things worse. Um, you know, I was to the point that would have gone and, and taken, you know, any forms of drugs to maybe get myself back close to that place of death again to meet God. And mm-hmm. so, you know, for it, um, it, the, the hopelessness that can come when we have, these, you know, encoded memories that that just create so much fear within us that there that there is so much hope. And so I, I really hope that this video, this video, this mm-hmm. audio this podcast has, has really inspired at least one person. I wake up every day just going, Lord, let me impact one person or one million people. If it's if it's one person, it's worth doing. And so yeah, I really hope it encourages you. My inbox is open. Contact at elwaysmcbride.com is my email. If you have any questions, I'm 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 so happy to to help answer them. Amen. And thank you. Yes. Um, you know, I always said, you know, with my show is 
with this show is uh the whole the whole point is what does what I'm doing glorify God and help others you know and if it's and if it's just one that one is you know makes all the difference you know so um awesome l well I very much enjoyed our talk um stick around after um after we're done and um we'll chat a little bit more but uh I do appreciate everyone listening I just want to I want to say a quick prayer for for you guys today. Um, I pray that this episode has uh, inspired someone. It's inspired me, and I've learned a lot, and we'll probably look further into this. But <clears throat> but right now, I just go to the Lord. Lord, um, I pray for the listeners today that you uh, bless them in a mighty way, that you open doors that need to be opened in their life. Uh, you heal. Uh, we're in areas that need to be healed and deliver in areas that need where they need to be set free uh, and uh, bring wisdom into situations where uh, discernment is needed and just just provide and see to their needs. Uh, and uh, bless Miss L for coming on and just continue to bless her efforts and touch her life. In uh, Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening again and tune in next week. Uh, this is Tonya with the Grit and Grace podcast. Bye-bye.